Hillary. Oh my goodness. So, you talking about the Prince PT Cruiser. My husband's dad has lived next door to this guy forever, for as long as I can remember. Um, he literally had Reba McIntyre's face, like vinyl stickered, you know, how you get your car wrapped, all on his car forever. And he recently had to get a new car, but he still has a vanity license plate that says Reba Lover. So if you're ever in the great state of New York in Springville, please look out for the Reba Mobile because, oh my goodness, Ugh, him, and, him and the Prince guy should be friends. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything sports we love, sports we love for only 10 days every four years. Thoughts on Bob Costas. That's right, we're talking about the Olympics. This year's global test of sports and national pride may have been postponed, but we're keeping the Olympic flame alight and the Olympic spirit alive. Well, now I don't have to find that music. <laughs> nope. That's what I was thinking. Got, I got you. I got you. And joining me in the Tishi Olympic Village today, two of my favorite sports enthusiasts. Ooh, it's about to get sexy. <laughs> Where are the condoms? <laughs> Up first, she was thinking that she was going to take the week off the show. But when we decided on this topic, she knew she had to be on. From Austin, Texas, it's Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. I had no choice. I was like, do- like I'm digging my heels and I'm not going to be on this week. And then Anne's like, what about the Olympics? I'm like, I'm on. What, what time? When are we going to yeah. record? <laughs> I have right. Let's go. And just down the road from her, in Manchac, Texas, arguing that the low score from the Russian judge was completely justified, it's the jail dude, Mike Frizzell. Good morning, Mike. Uh, good morning, Ann. This is great. You you just put out the sports beacon. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Uh, first, we'll warm up with a bit of small talk and check to see what's in the mailbag. We'll push ourselves into a hard-fought competition in medium talk, then cool down and stretch by doing a little housekeeping and letting you know how you can get involved with the show. All right. We're going for personal best this week? <laughs> yes. Come on. All right. Mike, get us world, into that small talk. World record. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a lot of Olympic talk to get to i just from our our notes alone i know this is going to be a full show and so really the only thing i wanted to talk about was the first thing that happened when i uh flipped on the tv today i i didn't want to turn on the news um because i'm a kid and it <laughs> and uh it's saturday so i thought i'd treat myself to a little sports sports because espn's have been doing some fun stuff like they they on saturdays or sundays they do the ocho you know yeah. so they they show all these niche sports is it niche or niche 
Is it, does, are both Whatever. Okay? Yeah, I think. Okay. <clears throat> so I flip it on and it's a commercial break. And the commercial breaks now uh, are either 15 seconds or they're four minutes. Mm. There's no in between mm-hmm. on commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. So it's four minutes commercial. And I, and, and I don't know where I'm coming in. But apparently I came in right when they went to break. So I got it on and I'm taking my legs off and I'm getting all ready to get settled in and, and get the get my mic going and all this. Uh, and it is eight straight ads that are COVID themed. Uh, and, and I know someone someone said um, uh, in these troubled times, I mean, you, right. you know, if you could like yep. trademark a phrase, I think words like unprecedented, <laughs> challenging. I mean, that's the oh one. My, and these We're challenging it like, times. It was like three or four of these words, at least in every commercial. And by the end of it, by the end of this commercial break, I was just begging, could, could I just get a, a 15 second spot with like Adam Sandler and Chris Farley flipping up their, their, <laughs> There, who's the guy from Different World sunglasses? Dwayne, you know, Dwayne Wayne. They're Dwayne Wayne sunglasses <laughs> and selling some Budweiser malt beverage mango nightmare. I believe I would it was buy it. Schlitz gay beer. <laughs> <laughs> I would buy it. I'm drinking it. I'm so down for it. You know, just something else. I know. You know, show me some happy people. It's really bad. When I was watching my, which I will, um, talk about and Tishi recommends when I was watching my very horny show on Hulu <clears throat> um, they have I you know they have like a little bit of ads because I guess I don't have like premium and every single one is a COVID one but it's like ridiculous like they're it's for like hinge or whatever one of the dating apps and I'm like but <laughs> dating <laughs> I'm like this doesn't make any sense that was one of the best skits in the in the SNL um, thing was the COVID dating um uh, site and and the women were like, you know, whatever the dude the dude would come on and he'd say, well, you know, I wet the bed and I, you know, I shit myself in public and I haven't had a haircut in four years and this is my Gandalf beard and the ladies like, I'll take it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, you know, like Pete Davidson with like a comical, you know, bad beard on, you know, Ugh. they're they're like down, you know, no matter what. And uh, and I was thinking, okay, COVID would be the name for that dating site. <laughs> One of these years, yeah. we have to have a conversation about the mystery of Pete Davidson. Yeah, right. I, you know, I he grosses me out to look at him, but you know, they had they did that whole BDE was based on him because um, it was like he's so ugly, but oh. somehow <laughs> he's got that big dick energy. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about that aspect. I just thought he was just like a, a hail fellow well met, you know, just like um, no one wants to really say, oh, he's not that funny yeah. because he's just such a nice guy. But he's, you know? I don't but think I, he's a nice guy. I don't, yeah, I don't think he's he not. Is no, no. Oh, okay. I, I had no idea. I just know his, his uh, sketch persona, which he seems like a nice fellow, but. The whole thing is he's like, he's very young. And I'm like, well, that's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And I guess, his da- <laughs> right. I guess his dad died. Literally like not going to last 9-11 or something. So that was like a whole oh. thing. But I don't know. I don't get it. I really You don't can't fire it. him because of that? I guess, I guess so. not. <laughs> you're the worst, but, you know. I'm so sorry. Your dad died <laughs> tragically. So we got to keep putting your shit on the air. Yep. Well, okay. I guess we just had the Pete Davidson talk. <laughs> there it is. 
<laughs> well, that that was my small talk of the week. I don't think anybody else had anything, but uh, that just happened this morning, and I was I was so ready to just buy anything that wasn't selling me COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot hit skip ad fast enough. <laughs> if that's, yeah. it's horrible when they make you wait the five seconds or something, uh, and I'm like, skip, uh. skip, 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 skip. There's oh. a Chrysler ad that has this mournful song. And and it just drives me nuts. It's like, I'm like, Jesus Christ, am I at a funeral? I mean, yeah, put you know, park a Chrysler in my driveway if you want, because that's what's going to come down to. They're gonna, they're going to be giving cars away. Is that the one where it's, the it's like thing. a modern house that's in the forest, and she looks out the window yep. as he drops off the car? And I'm like, is there somebody else that's going to? In a different vehicle that's going to drive him away? How's he going to leave? He's in the middle just, of the forest. I cannot. I cannot take it. And and oh, the music. I just. I'm at my wits end with the ads. Yep, you know, no. that's it for me. I mean, that's how COVID affects me. Is there's no sports <laughs> personally, and and the ads are pissing me off. But here's the thing about sports, and we're talking about Olympics today, so I feel comfortable talking about this right now. Um. Don't hurry back, guys. There's all these, like, we're trying to put plans together. We're trying to get the team together, get this together. Knock it off. You know? Let's knock the shit off for this year. Just Mm -hmm. knock it off. It's okay with me. I mean, I know all the money's at stake, the TV and all that. And I would love to see guys playing sports, even if it's, you know, alone in a gym and you can hear the, the, the sneakers squeaking. I'd be great watching it. And I will watch it if it comes on. But you don't need to do this. Don't do it. Yeah. Just knock it off. Yeah. Start up next year. Yeah. Next year will be great. Clean slate. Yeah. Well, we could have an 80-game baseball season. No. We could have a super bubble <laughs> basketball tournament. No. <laughs> super bubble no. basketball tournament. Just start next year. This year didn't happen. It's like the Olympics, you know? they That was smart. Yeah. They say, yeah. all right, next year, we'll just run it back. Be fine, you know? Make your reservations for next year. I know. You know, I was talking with my friend Christine about, um, we were talking about cases in Austin and I mean, knock on wood, it's actually not awful. Like, I mean, it's not great just like everywhere else, but it's not, Mm -hmm. you know, a super, the amount of infected and the amount of deaths has been relatively low. And honestly, I think it's because they canceled South by so quickly and they were like, we're just done. We're not doing this. Like we can't. And and I remember when they did it, I thought like. That's crazy. You know, that seems like a they didn't go. Bit. Oh, well, May 1st. And uh, yeah, let's do it on May 20th. No, they were just like, it's will done. Be fine by then. No, you don't know. Yeah. Just fuck off next year. And you know, call the call the hotel and say, all right, next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's push this until next year. So and yeah, we we're no, all I, really I, surprised by that. Yeah. Weren't we? Yeah. I, yeah. I remember thinking, sp- oh, shit. Wow. It w- it was yeah. sort of like the like the call that I was like, oh, maybe this is more you know serious that if they're really actually going through with this because it's a huge money maker, so they're losing out on a ton of money. I'm like, they mm-hmm. must know something is like. This oh, Austin's is, yeah. all about the tourism, man. You know, yeah. this is gonna be tough, but you can knock it off. Just fucking knock it off, sports. Yeah. Knock it off. <laughs> <laughs> fucking knock it off. Mike's just fine with the ocho. It's it's such a tease because of, oh well we could get back on May fifteenth if we can get all the testing and get all these guys you know away from their families and you know why are you doing this you know let let these 
28-year-old basketball players raise their little kids. You don't, you know, put them in a hotel in Caesar's Palace, you know, uh, for two months because we have to have a basketball champion this year. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) It's very selfish, you know? Yeah. And and it's taking advantage of these guys, too. I say, you know, pay them. Just this is what we should be doing to everybody. Just pay people to stay home until it's over. You know, don't tell, well, you might not get your whole salary if you don't show up for this stupid bubble thing and abandon your family for three months. Fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I'm Mike into this super mad. bubble idea. Uh, yeah, it's insane. But can it involve bubbles? <laughs> yeah, they have to chew gum while they're playing so they can't spit on each other. Is there a world championships of bubble blowing? Not bubble gum, but soap bubbles. You know, where they have the big old hoops. There's got to be a championship yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, it's on the Ocho. Yeah. That's today. so mesmerizing to me. I am like fascinated 315. by it. <laughs> well, now I have my afternoon plans <laughs> sorted out. There you go. Let's check into the mailbag pretty quickly right. before we get on to this medium talk, because we have a lot, a lot to do in the medium talk. Uh, last week's question of the week was a two-parter, or let's be honest, it was just two questions. You guys cheated. <laughs> questions <laughs> of the week. That's not part of the plan. <laughs> parenthetically, it's like question, parenthetically, a little S. <laughs> Um, so I picked just a few, tried to keep it short, because as I said, we do have a lot to talk about. But first, let's take a run through your quarantine silver linings. Um, our friend Bob Stein says, since I'm working outside a lot more than I did in the past, I'm getting to watch the spring changes on a daily basis, watching leaves and flowers emerge and seeing the progress of the pair of eastern bluebirds are making their nest in the bluebird box. How lovely. I mean, we just need like a Disney sidekick. I know, exactly. A little bird on your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Laura says, (laughs) I've experimented more in the kitchen than I've ever had time to before, and I've gotten more comfortable with homemade pasta and a better bread maker. Me too, Laura, with the bread thing. I made an Italian loaf the size of an actual baby this week, and it is so good. I'm going to run out of butter put it on it oh my god Uh, emily is cooking so much that i'm really putting on my (laughs) covid19 i mean she's got to knock it off 19 for 19 (laughs) uh kristen says not spending any money on before work lattes or going out to lunch i think that's gonna be a rude awakening for a lot of us on just exactly how much we spend on that kind of thing yep yep uh, Andrea says, after two weeks of furlough, yard looks will look great. Also, haven't been to the gas pump in two weeks. Oh, uh, it sucks. It actually sucks not to fill up the gas tank because it breaks my heart every time I go by this place and see I know. diesel's a, a oh, $1.89. Uh, I, uh, no. Okay, so, you know, I have uh, my minivan, which I love dearly, and I go on joy rides. I really, I think I filled up once since the whole deal. Um... At the very beginning, because for some reason I got very nervous that there was going to be like a run on gas or something, (laughs) but I should have thought twice about that. So I filled up at the very beginning and then the other day I had to fill up and I have, you know, 
it's not a huge tank, but it usually costs me roughly $40 to fill it up. It was now they come running out to you with a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> it was tw- it was twenty it was twenty dollars to fill you. up my whole thing twenty dollars for my big ass minivan. Get this gas out of here. <laughs> we have more gas coming. <laughs> go 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 out out out. Anyway, yeah, no, it's it's cra- it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's a dollar thirty in places here yeah, in Austin, yeah. which I know if, if in other parts of the country it's very low, but in Texas it's insanely yeah, yeah, low. Yeah. Because you're close to the, close to the oil, right? Yeah, I know. This is yeah. What... Well, they they make sure that the fossil fuels dominate. Oh. in in Texas, I'm sure they make it they make it affordable. You don't want to buy a hybrid because you know electricity is actually more expensive than gas in in Texas. They make sure of that. Uh, but yeah, we 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 go on more drives. There's some gorgeous drives mm-hmm. uh, in Central Texas, and there's nobody out there, and gas is cheap, so. I'm, you know, if you don't mind, uh, you know, killing a few dinosaurs, uh, <laughs> get out there. It's it's good. It's good for the soul. Oh, the thing is, that don't get caught too far out if you need to go to the bathroom because nobody's bathrooms are oh, open. There yeah. are no bathrooms no, that's anywhere. A good so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't get more than a couple hours away from home if you, you know, if you if you're not prepared. Box of Kleenex. That's what Jen used to have. Right? <laughs> so gross. the world's heaviest box of kleenex you have to throw in the dumpster i mean i I was thinking it's may now i haven't filled up my gas tank since the second (laughs) week of march that's ridiculous that's crazy it's it's pretty great though ann when you do it it's pretty great (laughs) i i recommend going just putting your tank to bone dry today just drive around until it's dry and then and then go fill it up and then like drop a few pennies on the ground and peel out (laughs) it's fantastic it's very liberating because i mean we all went through times when gas was like over four dollars you know like and now it's in yeah when i moved to austin it was just we moved from la right before it hit four dollars and i got to austin it was like 365 mm-hmm. or something and i remember thinking oh it's just always going to be like this it's always going to be three and that's when everybody started getting smaller cars for like it was like yeah. you know a moment where people started to be like well, maybe we shouldn't get hummers <laughs> right oh, yeah. oh my god there's going to be a free canyon arrow in everyone's driveway <laughs> within three months back in those days i saw I I don't know. I was on the highway on a Sunday morning for one reason or the other. And it must have been like the Hummer Enthusiasts Club were taking a drive on the highway because it was like 40 of them. And you never see those cars anymore. God. No. They're coming back. (laughs) Here they come. God, I hope not. Uh, Let's see. Scott has a very heartfelt uh, entry here. He says, getting to spend more time with my teenagers. They're so funny. And when they're funny on purpose, it's even better. (laughs) My eldest is off to college in the fall. So forced time together has made the emotionally charged letting go process more front of mind and less overwhelming at the same time. That's so nice. That's very sweet. I mean, so you spend enough time together, and then by the time the fall comes, you will be pushing that kid out of the house. (laughs) That's enough. I I don't care if you're distance learning from the coffee shop, but you're not distance learning from here (laughs) anymore. 
Uh, Anne Louise says we can take care of our doggo at home after he had a leg amputated mm. and is undergoing doggy chemo like a champ. Nice. You get lots of pets. That's yes. so good. Yeah. I never got no pet. <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to give the pets, not get the pets, Mike. Yeah, I mean, I had two legs amputated. Where were my pets? Where are the pets for this veteran <laughs> well, podcaster? I mean, Hillary... It falls to you. You're way closer than I am. No. I'm just Some going over rubs. there. I'm here Actually, to give Mike uh, the pets. Um, Emily was uh, had told me about this cat she used to have that you could pet from a distance. It, it it was really, you know, it was like a painfully shy cat with strangers, but it would come out from under the couch and you could like pretend to pet it from like far away and it would like luxuriate like you're actually petting it. You know, maybe you could do that. Just go stand in the driveway and I'll, I'll uh, open the door and just lounge around. Just meow? Yeah, just like as if it were really happening. Oh, yeah. Okay. Starting to sound a little I'm weird. Down. It's like one of them drive-by birthday things, but just more fun, you know? A little jazzed up. Uh, Will the pilot says, I've had the opportunity to return to my high school days, stay up late, spend hours messaging friends, <laughs> regain my alcohol tolerance, and grow something that looks oh. like an 80s mullet. Picture. I told him, I was like, you have to, you have to send pictures. Like, we have to <clears throat> see what that looks like, because I'm interested. Is he still flying? Um, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I think he, piloting is like a secondary part of his job or I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. It has been for a while, yeah. but I, I just wonder like Captain Mullet, you know, <laughs> and, and, like, Gardner Minshew is going to pilot the plane today. Uh, some, yeah. Will you got to yeah. put a, you got to give us a picture. <laughs> yep. Nice seventies mustache. What's up? Yeah. I'll be your pilot today. Where do you want to go? <laughs> God. What do you have in mind? There's only three of us here, so that's all, good. all right. <laughs> D- don't mind this camera in the corner of the cockpit. Yeah, wherever you want to fucking go. I mean, it's up to you, Chris O'Leary. All right, all right, all right. Rosemary all said, right, all, right, all, right. "All the time to cook for my food." magazines oh my god i'm not a food a magazine collector but i know people that do just have stacks and stacks and stacks from food magazines so oh yeah yeah i used to look at uh, southern living like it was pornography <laughs> oh yeah. i mean it kind of is like 20 30 years ago <laughs> i mean it was <laughs> we'd get the issue and i'd you know the playboy would go right into the trash but uh, i'm like <laughs> Nose deep in the southern living hell. Oh, what's the, what's oh. going on with the Cajun shrimp? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's do a few things. Fold out. Let's do a few things that people wish they had known before they turned 30. Uh, mine uh, that I mentioned to you guys when we were bringing or planning that show was that people are not thinking about you nearly yep. as much as you think. <laughs> that was amazing. Yep. People... Yep. Do not care. <laughs> so stop being until they do, and then they really annoy the fuck out. Well, of you that's true. They care. I don't know. I think that was a lesson that retail taught me was yeah. that people yeah. are not thinking about you because yeah. they would people would ascribe all kinds of thoughts to me that I was like, no, 
No, I, I mean, like, I'd, you, you don't have to explain to me why you want to return this thing. If you want to return it, just return it. Yes. I don't need to know anything about it. Yeah. Creating the story. And the more that the more stories you tell, the more you're thinking, this is bullshit. Yep. Yeah. Your husband didn't care for the woodchuck coat hook. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I get it. It's fine. Yep. I remember I used to, when I would call in sick to my retail job when I was in my 20s, I would say, like, <clears throat> one time I said I lost my voice and I made my friend call <laughs> for me. That didn't, didn't. And then, like, these series of just, like, dumb, like, like, they didn't make any sense. And Dave was like, if you're calling in sick, just say, I'm sick, I'm not coming in. Right. Nobody's thinking about it. The more you explain mm-hmm. it, the more suspect you look. Like, you come yep. up with these weirdo excuses. The more information you give... The deeper you dig yourself into trouble and the more suspicious you look. Exactly. Phyllis would just tell you, invoke the D word in some way and <laughs> and everyone will just, you know, fall over themselves telling you to stay home. No, Mike, Wait, you have to clarify which D we're talking about. Uh, uh, the 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 backside problem. The uh, the the getting away. What I like to say, if I'm calling in with something like that, I'm like, I don't think I can go too far away from home base today. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. So wait, not to not to make it longer, but I do have a quick story of that. And I told Phyllis it once, and she was like, "Yes, diarrhea is always better. Just you have to. That's a good excuse." So one time when when I came back from Europe when I was in high um, when I was in college, I came home and I was going to go meet like I came home to Dallas and I was going to go meet my friends out for dinner and I was washing my hair. And, you know, when you're washing your hair, especially if it's long, like some pieces of hair come out like whatever. Sure. So I got it. I was, I was sitting it on the like corner of the bathtub and I totally had lice. Like I had gotten lice on. I'm sorry. It was mm. just, it was so gross. And I was like, Oh my God, I can't <laughs> believe I have lice. I, I had lice when I was a kid, but I never had it as a, like a, adult so I'm like oh my god oh my god and I'm supposed to meet them and I'm kind of running late and I'm thinking what's my excuse I don't know why I just didn't say like I have lice like I can't go out but I think I was really embarrassed so instead I said I have diarrhea I can't go I can't <laughs> <laughs> and they were like okay okay see you later <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah lice would have lice would have been good too, I don't know why I think I the they- problem is is the next day you have to show up with your head shaved yeah. I think because lice implies a hygiene issue that exactly. you've been delinquent yeah. on. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly, <laughs> exactly. I, I think I got it on the plane. You haven't been taking care know, of business. But... <laughs> I know. I think. I think we shame people over having yes. lice unnecessarily. Yeah. There are lots of ways you could get it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Diarrhea. It's blameless. You know, it's relatable. Happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Uh, all right, now that we've had that um, world wisdom. Word, everybody. <laughs> Diarrhea is always the best excuse. <laughs> Boom, that was for you, Phyllis. All right, things of, that other people wish that they knew before they turned 30. Bob says, A, beards need to be taken care of. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. And B, buying a house is complicated, but not frightening. I don't know. I bought my house and I didn't know what I didn't know. And I feel like, you know, I made some mistakes or made Mm -hmm. some decisions that I wouldn't have made if I had understood a little bit more what it all meant. But I got the house. Selling a house is fucking awful. Sorry. (laughs) Great. 
Well, I guess I'm dying in this house then. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, Laura said, the graduate school was my ticket to a great career. Mm. I don't know. Oh, I mean, for Laura, you. for sure. For some of us, it was a stall <laughs> while we were getting really into drugs. Oh. Oh, take off that drugs part, and that still applies to me. <laughs> it was still a stall. Yeah, yeah a stall. I don't know. I guess I'll keep going to school. Yeah. Push Fuck. off that decision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But graduate school is one of those things that it's so much easier to do right away, I think, before you've got the yeah the life path going that you have to like bring to a screeching halt and other obligations and stuff. So it's true. It's easier to do it right away. Kristen has a really interesting one. She says, this is hyper-specific to me, but that it's okay to be disabled. Not long after I turned 30, a stranger said I shouldn't be parking in a handicapped spot because I looked like, quote, a regular person, unquote. In my teens and 20s, I would have been ecstatic. He didn't notice my extremely obvious limp. I'm regular. I'm worthy. At 30, I wanted to punch him in his frat boy face. Disabled people are regular people, asshole. And that, my friends, is growth. No, no. Disabled people, it's a bunch of bullshit. They should be treated like everyone else. (laughs) You know, it's, you know, it's a thinning of the herd, really. I mean, if you can't walk to the fucking Walmart, then, you know, you shouldn't be able to go to Walmart. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and let's not be pejorative about Frat people, because they're the best. Frat guys <laughs> are the best. Don't talk um, about their frat guy faces, because those faces are kind faces and helpful faces. So I feel like you're having a complicated reaction to this, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> well, it really hits stuff. home to me. I, you know, I did get. Uh, we were parked in a uh, handicapped spot in front of a Target near our old house a few years ago. And I hadn't put my placard up. Emily actually went into the Target. Uh, I, I ended up not going in. So I'm driving, and uh, I didn't put the placard up. And I had a sheriff come up to the window, you know, wanting to bust me. And uh, so I I broke out the placard, and then I pointed down because one of my legs was gone at the time. And uh, and. He was still trying to act like tough or whatever about it. You know, like, well, next time, get out your thing. Oh, got yeah. it, pal. I got you. You thought you had like $150 here, you know. He realized that he was wrong and he <laughs> was covering it up. Yeah. You know, when when you are busted so bad for being wrong, you're like, well, you, you try to find yeah. Yeah, any loophole still. that you can <laughs> justify your anger. Yeah. It is Dave and yeah, Mai's yeah, major fight. It's Dave and Mai's major fight in life because I feel like I fall on my sword all the time. I'm like, I was wrong. I'm uh-huh. wrong. I'm always wrong. It's fine. I'm wrong. And Dave's like, but you didn't say exactly yeah. that. You should have like, done this or I like, wouldn't have been such a dumbass. Now I'm more mad that you're not mad that you're wrong. Uh-huh. Well, Kristen, I think what I take from your story is that people should stay out of other people's business. Unless you're a sheriff, yeah. don't be policing other people's parking. Yeah. I wasn't mad that he came up because I do want people checking that stuff. Sure. Uh, but but there there were like a hundred handicap spots. <laughs> <laughs> and 
we were in one and there was no one else in anything, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's possible I was just being an asshole. But uh, Emily wouldn't allow that. She she doesn't use the – if she's not with me, she doesn't doesn't use the privilege sure. ever. It, even I have handicapped plates, so I don't even need the placard. So uh, so I'm I'm super – Super awesome now. Now I can drive down the road at 10 miles an hour and no one gets mad you know, <laughs> with my signal on and my uh, seatbelt hanging out the, the side. All right. Ellen has such a great contribution. She says, if you want to break up, you don't have to wait for the other person to agree. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, my favorite part of this is she was like, for clarification, this is for the thirty, the things you knew before you were 30. <laughs> like, not, the, not what I learned in COVID or silver lining. Oh, right, right. Is everything okay? Yeah. I laughed. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't break up with a hot, charming Scottish guy in the middle of a pandemic. You don't no. make that kind of a decision. No, no. Hold on. You do, however, need to make sure that uh, it's their idea to break up. That's always been my philosophy. Is oh, to try my to God. Be, do, do such poor behavior that it's their idea to break up. God. Can I just say, guys, you're not as sneaky as you think about this stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Valentine's Day. What's that? What the fuck? Snuck up on me. I'm sorry. It was your birthday. (laughs) Christmas? You wanted to see my family? I don't know. Uh, I got one more from Rosemary. She says, the thing she wished she knew before she turned 30 was that being a lawyer was going to suck. (laughs) And I should find something else to do before I felt trapped in it. Oh, Uh, Rosemary. But how do you know? How could you possibly know until you do it? Rosemary's one of my college friends, and she's a very good lawyer. I blame the media for making law into something that is glamorous. It's fucking not in any way glamorous. Nope. She's a good lawyer, but yeah, it seems like it kind of sucks. Sorry, Ro. Love you. It's important. Of course. I am not diminishing it at all, and, and very smart people doing it. One of my best friends from college is is an attorney and he's the smartest person I've ever known but uh but he doesn't get a lot of um reward from his job you know he likes to drink beer and pick college football games those are his things. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a very kind frat guy one of the kindest guys you ever know. oh my okay. god we're going to be reinforcing oh, this god. idea of kind frat guys <laughs> kind face <laughs> kind guy okay 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 so, shall we move into a little medium talk? Sport, sport, yes. sport, sport. Yes. I think maybe should we start with the question of the week? Yes. Yeah, let's, because let's do it. Because I was like, I, how can I go through this whole discussion of Olympics without talking about my favorite Olympic event? Because it's going to figure into so much of the conversation. So yeah. let's go ahead and start with what will be this question of the week. What is your favorite summer? We're only talking summer. Summer. Olympic event. Hillary? Okay. I had to think about this. And if I'm going to be true to my like soul, it's swimming. I love swimming. I, I just, my cousins were, grew up in Northern Virginia. So near Michael Phelps, like that whole area is weirdly like this 
a center of swimming and they were all excellent swimmers. So every summer I would go to their swim meets and watch them swim, watch them do. So I was very versed in it. And I don't know what it is about swimming. I just love it. I find it so exciting, especially when you have just some really good and the Americans are really good. Like they're just, they, I have always been pretty good at it. So it's just, it's so exciting to me. I also love gymnastics, but gymnastics like physically makes me like want to die a little bit. So mm-hmm. I like, it's, I, I will always watch it and be very excited. Simone Biles is amazing, but, um, I get like, like, I like clench my, my butt. Cause I'm like nervous that I'm like, oh, they're going to fall. Um, but yeah, I, um, I just love swimming. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Gymnastics is like, oh my god, they're torturing those seventeen-year-old girls. Yes, uh, yeah, they're molesting <laughs> them. Great, res- well, seventeen. There's that and there's She's that. done. <laughs> well, seventeen. Those are the seniors on the team. Get those fourteen-year-olds in there. Yep. She's yep. five foot one. She's too lanky for this. Get her out of here. <laughs> She's achieved full lankiness. Mike, what's your favorite summer olympic event well i'm i don't really i'm not like a big fan of of any of the sports in particular there's there's none that i'm like oh my god i can't wait for this one what i do like out of the olympics and particularly the summer olympics i don't know why maybe because it's not as cold and people just take their time with things but um sportsmanship and one of the examples uh I was thinking of, um, I think it was 2016, and it was like a a heat, a a 1,500-meter, 3,000-meter, 5,000-meter. You know how they split everything up so a bunch of white, you know, Scandinavians can win. (laughs) No, they can't. Medals. (laughs) So so, uh, it was was just like a qualifying heat, and... You know how they're they're in a big pack when the race starts and there's like a, you know, they have to separate or, you know, it's like bicycles too. They have to quickly separate or everyone's going to fall down. You know, somebody's going to trip mm-hmm. and fall. And one of the, one of the ladies fell and another lady fell over her. Ugh. And the, the lady who fell over her was fine and she, she could have gotten up and, and kept up, but she helped the other lady up. And said, come on, it's the Olympics. I'm going to start crying. We have to finish, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, uh, and and I was like, wow, oh. that's that's amazing. So I, I, I looked that up, but um, while I was looking it up, I found another story, which I'm going to uh, read. And this is from 2008. Uh, and <clears throat> this is uh, the 200 meters in... Beijing 2008. So Usain Bolt is going to win it. You know, he's going to win by 50 meters because he's Usain Bolt. (laughs) So in the final of the 200 meters, American sprinter Crawford finished fourth behind Usain Bolt, uh, Tiranda Di Martina of the Netherlands, Netherlands Antilles and American Wallace Spearman. But afterward, it was determined Spearman and Martina had stepped on their lane lines during the race uh, technical that disqualified them. As a result, Crawford went from fourth place to second and was awarded the silver medal. After the games, Martina re- received a package from Crawford. When he opened it, it contained the American silver medal and a note. I know this won't replace the moment, but I want you to have this because I believe it's rightfully yours. Aww. 
How about that? <laughs> I mean, clearly the they're all better people than me. I know. You're like, <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> Sorry you fell down. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. God, get out of my way. <laughs> I know. God damn it. You tripped me, you motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, stop and beat him up. So, sportsmanship. That's your favorite event, you cheater. It's my favorite thing to take out of the Olympics because the sports are kind of always going to be some sort of watered-down version of some sport you love or some souped-up version of some sport you have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm watching basketball, but it's such a bullshit, you know? All right. I'm watching baseball, soccer, golf, whatever. Why are it's you watching those? That's bullshit. not what the Olympics is for. The Olympics no, is No, no, I, I usually don't. Yeah, it yeah. is the other I'll watch the, the Yeah, I'll watch the other ones and try to understand what's going on, you know, because it's more interesting, and I know these are the best of the best. Yeah. When I'm watching, like, Olympic soccer, I'm like, I have no goddamn idea if any of these guys are, like, you know, M- MSL. What is that our league? The the weak-ass American soccer American soccer league? <laughs> yeah. Or they're real soccer players from Europe <laughs> or South America. So now I've pissed off. Have I pissed off every group of people in the world? I today? mean, it's I'm, early I'm still. <laughs> yeah, we still got time. Okay. You, okay, you can work on it. Um, all right, everybody. Yeah. As we continue to talk about the Summer Olympics, the question of the week: What is your favorite Summer Olympic event? We want to hear from you. Mike is the only one who gets this BS non-answer <laughs> of sportsmanship. I want an actual event. And if you can't remember them all, event. you can go to Olympic.org/sports. <laughs> Gives a whole list with little pictograms of all the. I just I love the gymnastics. I do too. Gymnast, gymnastics rhythmic one <laughs> so much. <laughs> this is little figure with a little red ribbon yep. like leaping oh, around. Okay. I thought it was just, maybe just a picture of a giant pile of bullshit. <laughs> now now. <laughs> all right, so we've talked about our favorite quote unquote events of the Summer Olympic. What do we think are the best and worst sports? I'm going to start right off the bat and say track and field in general, but track sports. And not because I'm racist and that's where all the black people are (laughs) champions, but just because there's so much of it. Mike, you were talking about, you know, a heat. So it's like... It's they got to do the heats, then they got to do the quarterfinals, yep. then they got to yep. do the semifinals. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've watched 58 races. Yep. And none of them is for a medal. <laughs> I'm just tired mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. I like yeah. stuff. I like the field stuff, like the long jump, because, you know, it's a person that gets however many, like three tries to see if they can right. like best the mark or best themselves. So I can see like the progress and the drama. But with the track, there's just... So much running. And you could take it back to the days, uh, the uh, field days in elementary school, for me anyway, where it's it's like one of the last days of school and no one wants to teach anymore. So you're out there and they hand out like ribbons and they do competitions. And one of the competitions when I was a kid was uh, they just lined everyone up on one end of the baseball field and you ran to the other. And, you know. 
whoever won was the fastest. And it was always Ann Mudrovich. Um, she was, you know, bigger, stronger, faster than, than all of us. It really made me mad. Um, and she would win that every year. And I, and I thought it, it would be so much more exciting if there were two events. There were one where everyone ran across the baseball field and then one where everyone, like, ran around the Kmart. You know? <laughs> like, you're either fast in some, you know, smaller capacity, some, you know, more finite capacity, or you're fast in a longer capacity. I don't need all the gradations and all the heats and a, just – Everyone line up. Let's go. Who's fast? You know? It's not hard. <laughs> Why do we make it this hard? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't play basketball. Like, okay, um, the the Olympics are going to have uh, basketball this year. And then we're also going to have four-on-four four basketball, three-on-three three basketball, two-on-two, two, and one-on-one. On one. And then maybe six-on-six, seven-on-six. Six. I mean, mm -hmm. who knows? Well, don't forget so we horse. Out the horse yeah. All tournament. these medals. Yes. If it were all white people playing basketball, believe me, we would have all these things and we would be handing out all these medals to all these people that, you know, have grown up playing three on three basketball and specialized in that instead of the seven on seven. It drives me fucking insane. And same with the swimming. It's OK. I like watching it. It's good. It's athletic. It's fun. I'll watch it. I would watch if it came on the TV right now. Of course. But well, yeah, <laughs> but but it's too fucking much i can't follow it you can't follow it you know if it were short track fast and long track fast you'd be like okay well who are the favorites in the long who are the favorites in the short got it you know tell me some stories what tragedies happened to them uh, whose sister had cancer who who gave bone marrow okay got it let's let's go but there's too many there's too much I know, but I love it so much I okay. can't even handle it. But I do, I do agree with track, though. Like, it's just, just too much. And maybe because the track itself is so big that I, I like, ha I lose it, even though they're pretty good now about labeling, you know, who's who. Um, I just feel mm -hmm. like it's – I don't really understand where they are in the course of the whole deal. Yeah, and, and also, like, you don't know what you're – if you pick somebody, say you, you're, you're going to, oh, well – I like I like that lady from this country and and she looks nice so I'm going to root for her. But you have no idea when she starts out in dead last is this what she does? You know? Yeah. Or you know, if she sprints out to the front you're like, "Yeah, I picked the right one." And then, you know, <laughs> then she gets buried like 2 thirds into the race, she looks like she's going to die. The only exciting it's, one I'm, of these I've ever seen so I went to college, where I went to college is called Rhodes College. It's in Memphis, Tennessee. Great school. So we're like at the very, I guess we went up a couple days early for orientation or whatever. And so we're in this big room and the dean of admissions comes and talks to us. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to show you, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's Rhodes. Like, welcome. Yada, yada. I'm going to show you this video. I just like quickly. I was in the Olympics in 1972. We were all like, oh, but, you know, we're all born in 1978 or 79. So none of us had like were aware of this. And he shows they put this big screen down and they show the race. It was it's the most thrilling race because he starts off in the back and it's 1972. It's like so old school. He's this white dude in a white cap. And he's like way, way in the back. And you're like, oh, OK, this is I, th I think it's going to be like a lesson of like persistence. Like even though I lost, you know, 
like it's still good too. And then he wins in the end. Like he's so. Uh-huh. I need to send y'all the YouTube link because he's so far back. And then he wins. Well, you spoiled it. So exciting. No, it's fine. Um, it's like a famous race, but it was Big really exciting. Spoiler. And that was the only one time that I've ever been like, "This is thrilling." But most of the time, it's like either you know Usain Bolt like runs away with it, and you're like, "Okay." I mean, it's fun to watch yeah. him, but if this guy doesn't fall down, he's yeah. going to win by twelve strides. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. If he falls down, that's great. It's like watching NASCAR. You know, like okay, is somebody gonna crash here because this is boring as fuck. <laughs> um, I'm just realizing that I think I didn't answer the question of the week. I was wondering that. Also, I was like, about did I-, <laughs> I just got so huh. mad about Mike's bullshit answer. I forgot I hadn't oh, answered it. So man. I'm gonna say right now. I thought I thought I thought what I did was important. Let's just say whatever that. <laughs> you subverted the question. Yes. My favorite summer Olympic event. I can't decide. I'm going to say beach volleyball. You and Dave Butler Jr. would also do. <laughs> <laughs> As the one sport that I have a hope of being able to participate in oh, and not right. completely yeah. embarrass myself and kind yeah. of understanding how it works. I really like that. I will give an honorable mention to diving. <laughs> Which I oh. watch no it's other so time bad. of the year, but it of is so fun. And and you can think very quickly that you're an expert on diving from watching them. <laughs> oh, look, because <laughs> you're they they the pretending like, yeah, you're like, oh, he totally over rotated that dive. <laughs> <laughs> and when their splash oh, is super gosh. big, and you're like, he's, oh, he just God. embarrassed himself. <laughs> oh, that was awful. And, and, and all the diving so when they fast. do pairs. And they oh do pairs God. diving, and you're like, you oh, that pairs? guy on the left, he just, he pulled out of his tuck too early. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How does pairs work? Synchronized. It what? It's There's synchronized. two diving boards, or they stand next to each other on the wide one, and then they have to do the same dive at the same time and be oh, identical. Okay. So okay. exciting. I thought it was like they had they each had a ribbon, and they were doing something artistic. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean... But literally, okay. the only people that are good that at it, sense. and this isn't racist, it's just true, are the Chinese people. Like, they're yep. the only ones. Like, they, like everybody else is like, oh, that's pathetic, because the Chinese people are fully in sync with, like, no splash. Like, a little, like, I would splash more if I, like, dipped my toe into the bathtub, but, like, they're just like, bing. <laughs> <laughs> they cut into that it's water like, like a tennis. <laughs> like... I always think like doubles tennis was fun to play and you think it's going to be fun to watch. But then when there's a rain delay at the at Wimbledon and they show like, you know, some of the doubles, you're like, "Eh, yeah, this is some bullshit right here. I don't know. I don't want this. The Bryan brothers. They're the only ones that matter. Yeah. If the people are good looking, you know, that's, that's totally different. You know. Uh, yeah, Heidi, Whitey, Dave. Like, Dave loves uh, beach volleyball. What were the uh-huh. teams? Carrie, um, Carrie Walsh, really... Walsh, yeah. and Miss... oh, yeah. Misty May. Misty, Misty May, May. Yeah, yeah. That Dave enjoyed them, but they were so <laughs> good, though. They were. I mean, they really were like nothing. And yeah. beach volleyball is hard. I mean, volleyball is hard, but beach volleyball, holy shit, it's hard because mm-hmm. you just there's. No... I mean, that's why their cores are so strong because there's no stability. You have to be like. I like solid. regular volleyball too, but. Beach yeah. volleyball is just a, it's fun. It has yeah, a, it's really fun. Something about it. It's more fun because it's, it's lower risk to me. Like, cause you're not diving on the hardwood, you know, cause I've played right. a lot of volleyball 
on both surfaces and the beach volleyball is much more fun because you're never worried about you know smashing your face as you <laughs> dot you know you're diving out of bounds to try to <laughs> and there's an interesting like partner dynamic in yeah. beach volleyball what do they have like six people on court volleyball so i mean you gel yeah. as a team but it's not like that individualized partnership mm-hmm. that you have in beach volleyball so I think it's interesting, but I do think that they are way too unconcerned about like pulling their sand wedgies in front of the cameras. <laughs> yeah. There's no vanity. They're just like, whatever. At a certain level, they should have like a handler that takes care, you know, mm-hmm. they just comes and brushes them up between points. Like, all right, we're going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to... Your Brazilian this... didn't work out as well as you thought it did. So we're going to... God. All right, what other um, best and worst sports do we want to talk about? Mike, I see that you have a number <laughs> listed here. Okay, well, the, the the best one for me, one of the best, is uh, boxing. And that's because the simplicity, it doesn't have the all the heats. It doesn't have all the distances. You know, it's like one round. Is this guy good in one round or is he good in five rounds or 12 rounds? No, you box three rounds. You're just boxing. And it wraps up quickly, and you know who these people are. It's easy to profile them. You know, um, Tom Rinaldi can tell a sad story about about every one of them within an hour, <laughs> and you got it, you know? So that works for me. I mean, the violence of boxing kind of sucks. And that, as, I, as I'm aging, I, I'm less into it because of the violence of it. And the more I see the UFC, uh, the more it makes me actually think they should – get rid of that and boxing because it's really stupid sport but uh but i enjoy it um and also it's just such a rare opportunity for these guys you know a lot of them will never you know they're in communist countries or whatever you know and they're never going to get a chance on the world stage so that that's kind of fun uh canoeing um it's like bobsledding, but they have these awesome <laughs> courses. You know, they build these Yeah, it's like, like rapids courses, sort of. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's it's just more visually interesting than like, you know, the, the winter sports where people are going 75 miles an hour down a hill. Well, and it's, it's like, like, oh my God. like they adjust their pinky finger and that's one one thousandth of a, of a second. And that's the difference between first and fourth place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't yep. see what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, and you can see it on the canoes. You can't see it, you know, because this guy's he's got his paddle and that's him. You know, they should have like a four man canoe. I think that'd be even um, if we're going to expand a sport rather than contract it. There should be four guys in the canoe. I think that would create, you know, a much more interesting sport. But um, I like watching that. Uh, I really you mentioned diving. I really hate the diving what why no no let me tell you why hillary you you (laughs) said that you worry about the gymnasts and their safety greg lugane has fucked you up oh before that (laughs) before that i was afraid of it you know it's like as a kid i didn't i I am i wasn't someone who when i got to the, the pool would go off the diving board i didn't care it's not for me and i would always wonder like what what's the attraction there it's just not for me and then i saw these guys in the olympics and i thought that dude's head was like two inches <laughs> oh, from know. just 
I know. What the? What is going on here? Why are you doing this? And then when it actually happened, oh my god! I can't look. I can't watch one more dive from anyone oh, ever. But in Mike, my life. it's so. the bouncing and the splashing. Yeah, <laughs> what's cool about it? Yeah, and the bleeding and the, <laughs> and the bleeding cranial hemorrhage. Yeah, it's fucking oh. fantastic. Oh, come on now. It's it's like if someone was trying to get you interested in basketball, and the the only thing they showed you were the only things they showed you were like Paul Pierce um, ruining his leg against the backboard stanchion or uh, Kermit Washington crushing Rudy Tomjanovich's face in with a punch. You know, like okay, who's who's ready for some basketball? <laughs> no, no, mm, not this veteran <laughs> podcaster. You can keep it. <laughs> so uh oh oh the last one weightlifting basically this is a confession time uh i lost a testicle when i was i think 13 and you lost and it I've like been, it rolled under the couch <laughs> sure strangulated it was a strangulated oh, testicle. oh no it was a really bad it's a really bad health thing that happened to me so I, I love Ann and I are like LOLing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's hilarious. Hey, Uniballer. Hey, look, laugh at him. All right. You were playing basketball with your best friend and he had a pencil in his back pocket. No, 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 no. no, no. It was just a strangulated testicle and it just strangled itself out and it was awful. I was really sick. Committed suicide. Uh, so after that, um, even at a very young age, I wasn't a responsible kid, but... I felt very responsible and still do to this other boy. So uh weightlifting bothers me. Any any sort of any sort of massive exertion of uh mid torso power. Yeah. Just I'm out. <laughs> Sorry. We'll fine tune those those muscles but but uh no, we're not deadlifting like right now I'm watching DJ Khaled uh <laughs> uh on on zoom um narrate on the ocho uh a powerlifting competition it just makes my testicle you know shrink run <laughs> run around my body trying to get away can i can i tell you my confession i also agree with you i don't like weightlifting i don't know why it just bores me this is my confession <clears throat> especially on like a deadlift i always think i could just do it i'm like can't I, like it doesn't look that hard <laughs> well, it's, it's certainly it's certainly not you know you know, science, you know, I mean, you just have to it, do sure it there's... like once, and I'm like, I feel like I yeah. could, I could like, I mean, I might pop like a blood vessel, <laughs> but I feel like I could like garner all of my strength, like just pull it. And lift yeah, it. Dave missed the grocery pickup. <laughs> yeah. I do Hulk I out you. on time from time to time. Yeah, but that's I my confession. You. I think it's boring because I think I could do it. Like I, I can't do. A dive. I can't do gymnastics. I'm a decent, sw- but not fast swimmer. Like all, and I'm not a uh-huh. fast runner. But I feel like I could, <laughs> I could deadlift like three hundred. <laughs> That's great. That's great. And then, Sorry. but you get a package on your porch from Amazon. I'm, I mean, anything over like fifteen pounds at this point, and I'm like, I'm like, Dave, over. come get it. <laughs> I don't want to pick it up. I can't. <laughs> So heavy, it's so hot out here. Well, we're three for three because I had weightlifting on my wow. list of worst sports too. So it sucks because it's like I can lift heavy stuff. No <laughs> offense to weightlifters. We should all just agree but... to stop weightlifting. 
yeah. you know? What are we proving? Because what happens guys? when you start weightlifting is it gets competitive, and you know, and and that's what it is. A bunch of meatheads, and they're just like, "Oh, I could lift more than that, and I could lift more than that." Like, why? Just stop it. Who's going to ever ask you to lift mm-hmm. seven hundred pounds? No one. You know, just call for somebody. Hey, could you help me? <laughs> you know. Also, not to be that, rude, that solves like ninety nine percent of weightlifting competitions. Hey, guys. I feel like I want my body, my Olympic bodies to be aspirational. Like I want to, I want uh, to look at them. I gotcha. But these guys are And ridiculous. the weightlifters like aren't. Like they're fine. They're strong or uh, whatever. But they could also be sort of soft because they're just lifting things like once. <laughs> these ladies could wash their hair once in a while. How long is there, are there training sessions, right? Because they come in and like clean jerk, clean jerk, clean, done, mm. done. Okay, okay, 14 seconds. Yes. Workout's over. That's what I'm saying. To, we got like bulking so up. Powders and. Uh, right. Just, sure. All that cardio they have to do. The thing, and the thing about weightlifting, too, is um, it's, it's, it's just as boring as running, but um, you just get into troubling shape. You know, you get into weird shape mm-hmm. instead of, you know, if people run sometimes, they say, oh, that could. She looks a little thin or whatever. If you're way too into weightlifting, everyone's like, oh, my God, what's happening with this guy? <laughs> He's hulking out over here. I don't know. Did you see all, did you see all that powder he brought into work? Oh. What, what would you think about if we added a team aspect to weightlifting? If it was like hmm? t- team weightlifting where it was like four people <laughs> have to lift this amount of weight together. Is, is there anything in there that we could that would, get behind? That would be more fun, and and I've had I've had an idea in the past about about eating competitions, and doing the same thing, like you know, like a team of college buddies, you know, like we think we can eat more tailgate than them, and <laughs> so you weigh in, and then you eat and drink your tailgate, and then you weigh in again, and so you know, I I thought you know that's kind of fun, you know, the team aspect of <laughs> Weight lifting, weight gaining, you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. This, this is the kind of thing we could, if we with proper testing, and we could get this thing <laughs> off the ground by May twenty third. I think. I mean, the commissioner and Trump have gotten together, and they've said that it could possibly we could have a bubble tournament. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because one of the one of the track events that I do like is the relays. Yeah, because uh, yeah. there's that Paul's handoff fun, yeah. period, which is terrifying. Yeah. It's so sure. scary. It's so it makes me <laughs> again. I clench like my butt cheeks because I'm so nervous. I'm like, oh. but it's so satisfying when they do it right. <laughs> yes, it's like so mm-hmm. triumphant. So if we could get like a team of four for a weightlifting relay when they have to carry like I don't know what's reasonable, 250 pounds. Around Wait. a track of some sort and hand it off. Yeah. Wait, I just had it. I I got it. Each guy has to lift the last guy. <laughs> <laughs> so your anchor has to be able to. Oh wait, not so it's not cumulative. You start with this. You start with a newborn. Okay. Okay. So you get like a one year old or a toddler to lift the newborn, like bench the newborn. We're sure. spotting this whole thing, so the newborn's fine. And then, you know, you graduate. Now the toddler's on the bench and, you know, he's lifting, you know, it's graduated. 
That's okay. what I'm saying. You so, have to be able to lift the next – the weight above you? No, mm-hmm. wait. The weight I'm below you. I'm thinking this through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the yeah, weight yeah, below yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, so just clarify. The toddler does their lap with the baby, <laughs> and then they put the baby down, and then they get picked <laughs> yeah. up, right? They don't lift the toddler and the baby. <laughs> well, you see, that that's season two. <laughs> oh, God. And then there's the masked baby. That's season three, where the baby sings, and you have to guess – you know, whose baby is that? Mm. Um, it just struck me that we're getting into a little bit of trouble here because we are planning to make this a two-part series wherein we do some designing of our own Olympic yes. sports yeah. in the second <laughs> part. Damn it. Let's I go away from it. Yes, we're, we're <laughs> getting dangerously close to to impinging upon that topic. So let's yeah. let's put that in the bank, in the thought bank. And maybe refine that a little bit at a later oh, man. date. And we're going to kill with this. <laughs> um, let's talk about the most impressive athletes in the Summer Olympics. I know it's hard to pick, but this could be either an individual or it could be a, a particular sport if you find one type of athlete to be very impressive. Uh, Mike, you have some people in here that I was not expecting. Okay, uh, the first one, just based on balance alone, uh, I've never tried surfing because the only time I was going to be able to do it was a road trip where uh, I got in a car accident and I had six pins in my leg, so I wasn't able to get out there. Not when you lived in Florida? Uh, That time you went to the beach in your white pants? In my uh, baseball pants with your underwear? Yeah. I was uniballering all over the place. Uh, oh God! That day, woohoo! Hello. Um, no, didn't have surfboard. Never had a chance after that uh, one spring break where my leg got shattered. But I always thought, like, wow, I, could could I do that? You know, um, would I have the balance to do that? So that uh, that's really impressive to me. You know where I would fall down. Where. Where, where I would fall down on that one is you, when you see on TV, like they're doing the surfing lessons and they start, they're on the beach and they're laying on the surfboard and then they have to pop mm-hmm. up in one smooth yeah. motion onto their feet. That's where Anne's mm-hmm. going to fail. <laughs> yes. Can't yes. do it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They need the, it's our surfing a, a equivalent of the kneeboard, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't have to get all the way up. Top, I don't know. Another idea for another day. I'm pretty but, sure you uh, can't clamber up to your feet. On no, a, right. A right. <laughs> right, 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 right. There's no step side. You know, you, oh yeah, ease up here. Like, oh. uh, the other athletes, and this is just a bias because this is the sport I know the best, and that is basketball players. Um, it's a it's a weird. Flex, weird brag to say that um, by the time I was like 28, 29, 30, I was the, by far the best basketball player at FCI Sheridan, <laughs> which is about 1,300 guys, maybe 300 of them with any ability at all. Um, so I was, uh, what would you, what, what you would call a 99 percenter or even higher mm-hmm. as far as basketball goes. Um, the thing is I could you can watch TV and and you can you can watch from the stands and you can see the skill sets of these guys and go I you know I could 
almost reasonably be that guy, not like Steph Curry with his handles or, or, or his threes or, you know, someone just has some high flying dunker guy, not that guy, but most of those guys, I, I can do that. I got that. But then you meet them or you sit courtside and you go, oh, well, he has all that, but he's a foot taller than me, mm-hmm. weighs 75 more pounds than me, and is faster than me. Yeah. So, um, no, the most impressive athletes on the planet, I think, are NBA players in general. Yeah, I can I can get down with that. They certainly have the uh, cardiovascular yeah, stamina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would yep. say it's only maybe mm-hmm. soccer players who can. Yeah, I was going to say soccer compete for endurance yeah, with yeah, a for basketball sure. player yeah there's no way i mean yeah soccer the, oh there's a bunch of guys just standing around well you go play soccer yeah, sir, they're running we'll see constantly. and see how see how you feel uh-huh yeah you squeeze one of those calves <laughs> yeah, i was gonna me. say look at those legs <laughs> do that <laughs> right right soccer was a great like off-season thing for me I loved playing soccer because it was there's a lot of the same principles of basketball and there's a, a lot of different kind of conditioning and running. It isn't like a sprint, you know, yeah. like a yeah. sprint twenty yards sprint. It's a, it's a longer sprint and it's a it's a different thing and it's 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 a great cross trainer. I love soccer. Um, I'll go next because I have another general category of athletes. I think pound for pound. To me, the most impressive athletes at the Summer Olympics are the male gymnasts. Yeah. Yep. There is a lot of athlete packed into those little living space. (laughs) (laughs) Like you were saying, Hillary, with like the weightlifters, you look at it and you're like, I could do that. I look the Iron Cross, no. It's not happening. Oh Oh my God. Oh my God. Like when they're when they're just hanging all the way down and then they like just levitate up to the iron cross and they oh. hold it for like forty five oh. seconds. I'm like, it's no, unreal. no, get your dick out, no. get your dick out. I'm sucking it, <laughs> get it out. God. I know you can't reach it because you're doing the iron cross, but you know, it is wild. There is nothing that they do that I have any idea how my body i mean apart no. from being a woman so it's a yeah. different yeah you know um a, a different skill set if if you will but i could not do the rings i could no. never do no. a vault no. i couldn't no. do the parallel bars i what are the other things the pommel horse the pommel the po- horse where oh they go my like, god no no well, mike that doesn't that hurt anxiety. your that doesn't that hurt your leftover ball because it's like it's just it's gonna get caught in those <laughs> oh i can't watch stuff like that i cannot do it i cannot do it and um, their muscles are so developed yeah i mean through the the neck and the chest and the arms especially mm-hmm. they're they're the guys they can't um put their arms all the way yeah. down yes, yes. right yes uh, along with yeah. the like roided out weightlifters they're the one that kind of yeah. have a weird arm <laughs> position because their muscles always just look get like in they're the reaching around in a cabinet for something you know? <laughs> yeah. i um i when dave and i will watch them i'm like okay so one of my 2019 and then continuing to 2020 goals has been to do one, just one pull-up. But the problem with pull-ups is also the thing that goes into being a male gymnast. You have to be incredibly strong 
but you also have to be incredibly light. And mm-hmm. I am neither of those. And so these guys <laughs> are like so strong, but they probably weigh like, you know, buck 50 at most, you know, like that they're so tiny that they can kind of lift each- lift themselves up. So it's not a weight problem, but they just have these, mu- it's crazy. It's crazy. Right. Well, it's why if you ever watch any of the shows like American Ninja Warrior, it's yep. the big guys never... No, get they don't very do well. far because it's no. too much body weight for them yeah. to maneuver around. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, it's so impressive to watch them. And it is very, and it's not as like graceful sometimes because they're not doing graceful events. Like the pommel horse, I don't think is, it just no. it, it seems kind of like ugly to me, but it does take an incredible amount of strength. It's really, it's a pure display of strength and flexibility. Whereas the women's gymnastics, they put all these bullshit artistic flourishes in it rather oh, than right. just letting them show their power as yeah. athletes. Yeah. I hadn't which thought really of that. irritates me. Yeah, they me. do that, yep. don't they? And and the men yeah. don't have to do all the like little hand twirls no. and I saw there was a tweet <laughs> from a long it was probably from 2016. It was something like ice skating and gymnastics are these things that you have to be so strong and so precise but also performatively female in them. Like yep. it's it's kind of embarrassing, actually, that mm-hmm. you have to be like, and I'm a good girl at the end of the day. <laughs> well, and the, also think about the other side of the coin is is what if you're a, a male gymnast and you really want to do that part of it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, it's, it's very gendered in that way. Like, it totally yeah. is. Which is silly. Is there a male uh, category for the rhythmic gymnastics? Could they do the ribbon? Is it? Let me look. I... No, it's women only. Wow. I wonder if they would let a man on it. You know, all I wanted when I was a kid was Get in Shape Girl with the ribbon. And do you remember Get in Shape Girl? Which uh-uh. is kind of a... Okay, so there was like a toy. <laughs> and it was like... It was like toy aerobics for little kids. And there was one with a ribbon. Like you could just like twirl. And that's all I wanted. Like I didn't want the exercise bullshit. I wanted... <laughs> I wanted the ribbon because it looks so pretty. But it's... I wonder how hard it is in reality. I mean, I'm sure it's really hard. I'm sure but, it's really hard <laughs> and they have a ball too they have like a ball and a ribbon that and a hoop don't they isn't there a hoop <laughs> yeah, I think so. well uh, how i look at it is these are probably the triple a players of gymnastics sure you know, they're just yeah they they're not quite there they're not going to be you know carrie strug or whoever oh. these other squat ladies are um squat. but but there's other events, so they're like, okay, well, here, grab a ribbon because you're good enough for this. So, you know, I think they're like 99.9 percenters, but now they have to fucking sure. trail a ribbon around because yeah. they ain't gonna they ain't gonna make the the finals in the in the big girl competition. Yeah. It's you know, I mean, I maybe know, she, more white people stuff. When she was 12, she grew six inches, and now yeah. you know she's five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, there should be there should be like a basketball competition where the guys all have ribbons on and they just give out another medal for that. You know, we'd have the 12 next best guys mm-hmm. and women and then give them another medal because they have the all oh, ribbon basketball. Oh, wait, where to go? You play music while you're. Uh, Hillary, do you want to give us a, a specific person? <laughs> yes. You're thinking of. I'm I got to open another Diet Coke. This is a two Diet Coke conversation. Yeah, oh, yes. It's a two deep pieces. Okay. I said that I'm basic or I said I'm basic because this is, 
I just really like Michael Phelps. I really do. And I know that he's like can be kind of douchey and he's had some issues and stuff. But he's so impressive. And really what capped it, even though he's kept going, is the 2008, the Beijing Olympics. I made Dave watch the race again, the relay, which I'm still not 100% convinced that they won. But, you know, he was going for like eight um, eight gold medals to beat. I guess it was to beat Mark Spitz, I think is who it was. And... um this this was like the hardest one, like if they got over this relay, which the French were so good, if they got over this and he probably would be, you know, in good condition and they totally won. It was so exciting. He was so good. And as I told everybody in my Tishi chat, Dave knows this, so I'm not like breaking marital vows or anything, but I just really want to touch Michael Phelps stomach. I just want to, I just want to feel what it feels like. He has kind of a butter face. Like he Mm -hmm. kind of looks dopey a little bit. He's got some jug ears. He does. I just want to feel his stomach. I also, like I said, my cousins were really good swimmers. My cousin Parker is um, like in the same grade as Michael Phelps and Michael Phelps grew up in Baltimore and my cousin was in Northern Virginia at some point, they sort of, like, I don't think they ever competed because Parker was a really good backstroker and Michael Phelps is more of, like, a freestyler. But um, I just, like, he was, like, sort of in our orbits. And I remember when he got famous, we were like, oh, my, or, like, it got really good. We are like, this is so exciting. But he's just so good. I and mean, he's, I like, I feel sort of bad for him because he's one of, the, I feel like he's one of the only Olympians that is famous outside of the Olympics. Now, we don't think about him really all the time, but everybody knows who Michael Phelps is. Like, sure. He's just is a generally famous person. Um, and think Eli Manning he's... with a rockin' bot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do. I don't you just want to feel, just like what it feels like. I just want to feel well, what it feels like. Hillary, unfortunately, <laughs> in these unprecedented times, you're not going to be able to... <laughs> Touch his stomach, no matter how much money you're willing to part with. I know. But, um, yeah, he, I just, I think he's so impressive. He's been doing it for so, I mean, he, his first Olympics was 2000. He was, he was 15. He went to the Sydney. So he did 2000. And then I think, did he do, yeah, he did 2016, I think. So, yeah. Limited, limited amounts. I mean, he's done now because he's going to be 35, I think. He was year, in the but, Olympics um, in 1936. You know, yeah, exactly. Dude's been winning Owens. winning twenty five gold medals at the Olympics forever. And I always love like how you know he had like it was you know the story of him eating like mounds of um, yeah McDonald's. I was always so jealous. I'm like, I wonder if I swam that much, I could do it. I just really like swim- swimming. Swimming's one of those things that I always think, oh, I could do that. Like I am not a fast swimmer, but I'm a good <laughs> swimmer. But I start to do uh-huh. it, and I'm like, no, this is really fucking hard. Like my, I remember my cousins, <clears throat> my cousins oh, telling so me. Like, you can sweat underwater. Like, you go so fast and so much that you can actually sweat underwater. I'm like, what's the yeah. point of swimming? <laughs> um, <laughs> I do. This is a, another story. So when I would go visit my cousins in the summer, they did, you know, they all, they were all super duper competitive. Like, that's all they did all summer. And they would have to wake up at five in the morning to go start practicing. And I was like, I would wake up and see them leave. And I was like night and like we just go back to sleep until like mm-hmm. 10 yeah. i don't have an athlete's like constitution in that way because you have to be so singularly devoted and it's so crazy too because parker my cousin that was actually really really good he got he went to ut and he got here and thought um oh maybe i'll try out like it he didn't come on a scholarship or anything, but he thought maybe I'll try out and he went and it was like no like these guys are on a whole other level of 
of, yeah. you know, devotion. You find your wall. Yeah. You know, yeah. When, when you find a wall and you go like, oh. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm done. This 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 guy's way better yes. than me. And he's not even very successful. <laughs> it's kind of like in center stage. There's a part where um, they say, oh, like, raise your hand if you were the best dancer, like, at your school or whatever. And it's like all these people that were the best at their particular kind of area and then they come to the place where they're and they're like oh i'm not the best here at all nope anyway mike i just i like to watch michael phelps i think that it's fun and i think i'm sad that he's done but i think it was you know it just he was really singularly so good good auction item though if we ever come out of these <laughs> hillary gets to touch michael phelps <laughs> <laughs> right raising money for you know first responders uh, there's hillary like. you know <laughs> Oh, 10 grand worth every day. I think that might be low. Be <laughs> yeah. Low bid. You think so? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I don't know. I don't know the Michael Phelps uh, abdomen mm. <laughs> kind of demand there is for that. No. Don't know. Seems 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 like it's pretty it's pretty robust though. <laughs> Before we move on to uh our next question, I do have one a more candidate for a most impressive athlete. And that's a most impressive athlete who uh, is the biggest douchebag I've ever seen, Mm -hmm. who is uh, Michael Phelps' teammate, Ryan Lochte, the swimmer. Like, why did we ever give that asshole any airtime? I don't even think he's cute now looking back at him. I'm like, ugh. And, I mean, he also probably has a good body, but he's such a – he's what really just proves that, like, bimbo is not related to just your gender like he is such a dummy and mm-hmm. just a, yeah douchebag I, I know nothing you guys can you guys like frame, you frame this for me I, I couldn't pick him out of he a was swimming the guy line. in rio right yeah. the last yeah. summer olympics who said he got robbed there was this whole big story about yeah. how this group of like three or four swimmers got robbed somewhere oh like mug yes but okay but you know, yeah, more than just that. But then it turned out that he made the whole thing up because what was it, Hillary? Like they were gonna get in trouble for missing curfew or anything? It's something like that. They were out partying or something. Yeah. Okay. Something. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well I'm I'm okay with him so far. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I firmly believe that white guys should not be able to wear grills. Not the grill no. that you put the meat on on the deck, Mike. Oh, it's so but bad. The grill that you put in your teeth with the bling oh, on it. What? I don't know yeah. how I feel oh, about no. it for black oh, guys no. even, but oh, I no. know for sure <laughs> a white guy should not be wearing one of those. Is it like a mouth? Well, it's swimming. So no, 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 no. He wore this outside so. of the like as a statement. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, he's fucking Lil John or something. (laughs) Oh, my God. He had also, like, a catchphrase, yeah, like, and it was, like, J-E-A-H. That's what he would say. He's so stupid. Oh, my God. He's so dumb. He just is. Is that, like, the Counting Crows? Like, Kind of. Kind of. But, like, with more, um, like. bro Yes. Yes. Oh, (laughs) super bro. One more take, but but more bro I would guess that he was not in a fraternity, but only because he was such an elite swimmer. If he was an average dude, definitely would be a douchey fraternity bro. 100%. He would be like the dumbest, like USC fraternity for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is a real dumb dumb. He does have a good body, um, but he's, 
an idiot. He had an E reality show that didn't even do well. If like your reality show is not doing well on E, like you're doing something wrong. I would love for there to be a successful swimmer with kind of a dumpy body. <laughs> One of my best friends in college, John Hedegaard, he admittedly has sort of a dumpy physique, but they had a pool. He was my only friend that had a, a pool. And he swam like a fish. He ended up playing um, uh, water polo at UW. Mm. Body body type never changed. And it, mm. it made him so easy to to root for. I'd just like to see some guy in the pool just like, all right, you know, this guy. Or or like someone doing the Iron Cross, some scrawny, <laughs> taller guy, you know, who's Iron Crossing it up you're and like, doing all the events. And you're like, wow, we're really breaking some stereotypes here. Yeah. Water polo guys are not known oh. for being dumpy. No. 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 No, no, no. He was by far the dumpiest, but a fucking great player. I always think this is like... Um, why I'm kind of a bad person, but like when you see somebody who's like kind of heavier or whatever that it's doing or like just not, they don't look like they're in great shape and they're doing sports like all the time. I would be so mad. I'd be like half the reason I'm, this is why I'm not a good athlete. Cause I'm like, <laughs> right? half the reason I'm doing this is because I want to have a really good body right. after it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, but I prefer like Charles Barkley and just the, that, that kind of, that kind yeah. of thing like, oh, really? This guy can do that? That's that's <laughs> impressive. That's good for you. Kirby Bucket at the airport. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that guy plays baseball? You've just... No, I don't think so. Uh, no, he's Hall of Fame. Well, speaking of amazing pro athletes, the yes. next thing I want to talk about with you guys is pros versus amateurs in the Olympics. Nope. I'm thinking of the, what was it, 1992 Dream, Dream Team? Yep. And all of that. Should pro athletes from the big sports uh, play in the Olympics? I Mike? love Mike's answer. <laughs> it's sarcastic. My my answer is USA, <laughs> USA. When I was a kid, I was so into the Olympics and America. And I had my, my uh, USA t-shirt and I had a USA hat. And I was just, I wanted us to win. I'd look at the medal count and paper mm-hmm. make sure that we were dominating you know what do you mean when and, you were a and, kid don't you do that now i do no, it I, I do it I, Gosh, do I do it in oh fact God. i root for other countries so it's the one time i get super patriotic <laughs> you're, like xena, you're like xenophobic now you're like fuck all the rest of them i'm not into it i try to find the nicest person you know if, if they can tell me why this person is nice or something i'm like okay you know, that's my lady. I, I hope she wins. You know, it's like, I'm just, as I've aged, I'm like, I'm still patriotic. But as far as the sports go, no. And I thought the dream team was a ridiculous idea. Just because we lost with our amateurs, just let's get better with our yes. amateurs. Because we could have just gotten better and won again. Because they stopped and started that game 400 times until... Russia won. It wasn't like we w- weren't going to be able to get back to the top of the mountain. So well, the whole let's not get beauty of away. The, I mean, I know this is Winter Olympics, but the whole beauty of the Miracle on Ice is that these these guys, like you know, from Minnesota and from yep. Massachusetts or whatever, and it's like they were 
they were underdogs because they, they were, were college underdogs. kids. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like yeah. you were bringing me out to play basketball. Like these are people, I mean, they're amateurs, but they're practice amateurs. And just, you know, in 1992, I think it was really fun because it was so like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And now it just is like kind of depressing a little bit. Um, I know. Like I don't want to watch us go smash Latvia yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Exactly. Angola. We played Angola. <laughs> you know, the, think of the poor Angolan kid that is, you know, he's been playing basketball for about a year and a half because he'd never seen a basketball before. And he's the best, you know, in Angola. And all of a sudden he's got like Patrick Ewing's nuts in his face, <laughs> you know, like, okay, that's fantastic. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't watch it then. I wasn't into it and and will it's just it's a black mark it's an america it's so america it's just mm-hmm. too america mm-hmm. don't do that i'll tell you what you know i'm coming back with 25 of my big brothers and going to beat your fifth grade ass yes why why do we need you know no i agree i think Fucking... it's i think it's boring and i don't i don't i just yeah. don't and then wasn't there a year at some point that we got beat or came close to by like Croatia or something, which makes sense. Spain, I think. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. It, it's happened. Yeah. We've because our superstars yeah. got apathetic. Yeah. Of course. Well, and I wonder if it's something along the lines of the, the all American or whatever, the, um, football, what am, I'm trying to say the all-star game, like the football all-star game, basically, because nobody yeah, wants to yeah. play it. Cause they're like, well, we're just going to get no. injured and we're not getting paid mm-hmm. for this. Might get hurt. Yeah. 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 And as long as um, any Olympic venue has uh, casinos or golf courses anywhere within a thousand mile radius, the, our players are going to be disinterested in playing in the Olympics. <laughs> They'll still go, but they're going to be tired and uh, mm-hmm. sunburned. And yes, black guys can get sunburned. Um, look at Michael Didn't Jordan. Didn't they have some a yacht or something old... in Rio? Didn't because. The accommodations yeah. in Rio were so terrible that they like mm-hmm. rented a super yacht. <laughs> they're like, we're yeah. rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're never gonna they're never gonna beat you know Deutschland by two hundred points. You know, like you want them to. They're they're gonna win by seventeen, and they're gonna barely sweat doing it. Nobody's even showering going out of that locker room. So. Mm. So yeah, there's my answer. All right, I pros. No, we're no. in agreement. It's amazing. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, how about some Summer Olympics memories, Hillary? What started in 1984? It just that was like I just was captivated by it. That was the first. So I was born in 1978. So 84 would have been really my first. Yeah, because I guess 80 we pulled out right of we weren't it. I remember 80 we weren't in it because it was in Russia correct yeah anyway so mm-hmm. eight, when I would have been too little anyway but 84 was my first memories of, of Mary Lou Retton my my sister was a really good gymnast and she had short hair so we were like she kind of looks like <laughs> Mary Lou Retton you know in my family we all have to relate to the celebrity that we're like right, right. Um, Busy but I just, I, exactly yeah um but I just remember being so captivated by it and it just is something that I have watched my whole life, like '88. I it was in Seoul. What was his name? The um, Carl. He was the track guy. Anyway, Lewis? Carl Lewis. Yeah, I remember being kind of obsessed with him. I've always 
winter, summer, it doesn't matter. Always been obsessed with it. I like 2008. Okay, so 1984 is when it all really started for me. But 2004 is when Dave and I first started dating. We started dating July 14th. It was Bastille Day. That's when I like, <laughs> that's when I think of it. July 14th, 2004. And the Olympics must have started like. Storm the Bastille. <laughs> Am I right? Am I right, Dave? Uh, <laughs> um, ew. But anyway, <laughs> um, I remember I made him watch the Olympics. And he he will argue with us, but he like has just never been super into it. Like he likes it. I'm sure he's more of a winter sports guy because he's from Boston or whatever. But I would kind of force him to watch it, you know. And he wanted to sleep with me, so of course he's gonna watch like whatever mm. I tell him to. Um, sorry, Dad. We waited until we got married, so don't worry. Um, mm. And I would so make him watch swimming. Days. So rare. <laughs> I would make him watch swimming, and I would make him watch like gymnastics and all of it. And it oh, was such. God. I know, but we had such a time. I do remember him saying to me, "Why do you know so much about swimming? I don't understand this." Um, <laughs> but it's just it's always been something I love, and I get so excited. And you know, it would make me mad because. You know, Luke, I remember on TBTL would be like, oh, the Olympics aren't for real sports fans. Listen, I'm a real sports fan. Like, I like sports. I like watching sports year round. I just like this super focused time where, like you said, Anne, we are experts in, you know, whatever, like um, uh, the coxswain or whatever for the. Um... Oh, my God. Rowing is so cool. <laughs> it's so cool. It's so cool. I, there's a documentary on the 2008 Olympics and they focus on the American rowers and it's amazing. It's so cool. Anyway, I just it's really exciting and I know that they had to postpone it, but it makes me sad that they did because I think it's like like you said, it's the one time where I feel OK being like jingoistic about anything. Like I <laughs> Um, but yeah, from 84 to now, it just is, it's what I love. And I was looking forward to getting Bridget really into it cause she's into gymnastics and, you know, Simone Biles and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we're just gonna have to wait a little bit, but I think it's yep. really fun. It'll be back. Uh, Mike, I had forgotten all about Dan and Dave until I saw that you wrote it on the sheet. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There, there was a moment when decathletes yes. were the shit i mean yep yep it was the like the most famous job on the planet was to be the american decathlete and i always thought it was a little bit of a bullshit thing because the the thing was if you're watching the olympics you you see the other competitions and then you and then you watch the decathletes do those same competitions mm-hmm. and you go eh, yeah yeah He's all right at that. He wouldn't have come close to qualifying. He wouldn't have beaten any of these people. Sure, because it's all about you know? being well-rounded, uh, not about being outstanding yeah. in any one event. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. When you see the guy who did the shot put world record, and then you watch Dan and Dave do it, you're like, well, I didn't throw it as far as that dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. to me, it was like 1976, I think, was the Bruce Jenner olympics and i was 11 and it was a huge deal and and then like rolling on to the next couple olympics i don't even remember which one maybe it was 84 where there was a reebok campaign reebok was getting murdered by nike Mm -hmm. um and and their last ditch thing was like all right we got these two decathletes it's gonna be these guys at the olympics dan and dave dan o'brien and dave 
Jansen or Johnson or something like that. Yeah. Dan Johnson, I think. And so they invested all this money. But uh, Dan O'Brien, like, I don't know if he snapped his pole at the qualifying. That that sounded dirty. But uh, <laughs> he didn't make it. Also painful. He didn't even... <laughs> he didn't make the Olympics. So they had to, like, change the campaign, and it was all a disaster for, for Reebok. And then... Um, we stopped caring about uh, decathletes until Bruce Jenner was on the Kardashians. Yeah, yeah. That, that it was is. Weird. It is crazy. I remember, like, when Bruce became Caitlyn. It was just sort of crazy. Like, my parents said he was the most famous person in the world. Like, he was insanely famous. Everybody knew who Bruce Jenner was. Like, it was just it's yeah. so wild. Like the trajectory of his now her life. His handsomeness didn't uh, hurt him at the time. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No. Super handsome not. in them shorts, you know. <laughs> them Speedwalker shorts, Bill Nye shorts. They Those weren't hurting his popularity. Late 70s or early 80s <laughs> short shorts. <laughs> yeah. Bring him back. Hello. <laughs> Uh, well, the one that always comes to mind for me from the Olympics, and I don't know why, it's not part of the games. It's not, I mean, it's not part of the athletic competition, but it was, was this Atlanta? Was it 1996 oh, yeah. when yeah. Oh, Muhammad me, Ali yeah. lit, the, lit torch. the torch? Yeah, And I'll always remember watching that on TV because yeah. it was clear that, you know, he had been diagnosed with Parkinson's. And so you could see the Parkinson's tremors as he yeah. came up the stairs or whatever with the torch and and that has different meaning for yep. me now because my dad has has parkinson's and so i sort of feel the connection to that but uh, that wasn't anything that i knew anything about at the time but just to watch that and i'm was never a boxing fan or an ali fan you know more than the casual person but just to see him that's global sports figure take part in that ceremony i thought that was really cool and i still yeah. do yeah it was well, really cool that's the thing about moments like that and it's like um i mean i have said before i do i did not like the way kobe bryant played basketball i didn't care for his personality troublesome things in his personal life but what's really touching is to see how he touched people mm -hmm. yeah. you know so when you're watching a moment like that you're like okay I don't give a shit about boxing, but this obviously means a lot. Yeah, this yep. is important to a lot of people. Yep. It's it's impossible not to be touched by it. Yep. Well, let's finish up on some thoughts <laughs> on the very most important of all Olympic figures. And that's Bob Costas. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I can't help it. The ageless NPC sports elf. <laughs> Talk about somebody who's been a part of the Olympics since, like, 1936. I don't know. <laughs> no, seriously. He, like, met Hitler. He was like, yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was there when uh, Jim McKay passed the torch oh. to uh, Bob Costas. Yeah. Well, so how do you feel about Bob, Mike? Uh, I'm resentful. Oh, really? Bob Costas. He makes me angry, as does... Uh, Brent Musburger, uh, as I said, Jim McKay, Vin Scully, Dave Niehaus, that's a Seattle Mariners broadcaster. These guys all make me angry. And the reason is 
I was an impressionable like college freshman going into sophomore and I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know what I was going to major in. And two of my three best friends, Mike Smith and Bill Radke, were going into broadcast journalism. And they were like, yeah, come on, let's do it. And I'm like, yeah, how hard could it be, you know? <laughs> but here's the thing. This is what they don't tell you. Like, first, you have to be interested in doing it, which I really wasn't. Uh, second, you have to be driven in some way toward any career, and I wasn't. And three, these guys make it look easy, and it's not. Oh, I see where this feeling is coming from. Bob Costas is amazing, and he's a he's a good dude. He plays along with Brockmire. You know, that's you know, that's you have to. But it's great. I I love him. I I can't get enough of Bob Costas. <laughs> mm, Hillary, I love him too. I just do this little elf. I love him. He is soothing to me in this really weird way. Like the way yeah. I don't know what it is. I can't. I can't quantify it really, but he just brings this level of calm and Cronkitean centurion is, you know, it just, it seems he does editorialize some and the older he's gotten, I think he's gotten a little crankier, but for the most part, it is very like, this is what's happening. This is the news. This is what happened uh, at the Olympics today. And I just, I really enjoy him. I have a soft spot for him. He has just a splash of Oberman, you know, like, Oberman is too much, but how about a really smart guy with just a splash of, you know, like, okay, well, I'm going to inject my thought here or there, you know, it's great. And well, you called him short. (laughs) I think that (laughs) I might be taller than he is. (laughs) Um, No, I always liked Bob Costas growing up. Called him a dwarf. Did you call him a dwarf? (laughs) No, what? I said nothing of the sort. Call him an elf. Lilliputian? <laughs> elf. What was the term elf. you used? Elf. No. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. I will say, though, that he should have made some Faustian bargain or gotten a Dorian Gray-like portrait in the <laughs> attic because the plastic surgery is getting a little out of hand. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. No, it is. You're like, you're not going to look like you're 45 always. You gotta... I know. See, I think that's the a real um, problem for people who have had remarked on their whole lives like how boyish they are. Yeah. yeah. You know, right. now he's like what, in his sixties? He's not gonna look yeah. boyish anymore, but you know, such a big deal has been made out of it his entire career that no wonder he feels pressure to do a little nip and tuck. But it's all strange looking at this point. And that's a good point because one of the things it, it was the eighties and I was like Okay, well, if this 14-year-old guy from St. Louis can fucking do it, I mean, he was probably 50 at the time. Sure. But, but he's, a, he's a good face for the Olympics, at least yes. for our coverage, I guess. Yes. And I don't know how long NBC has the rights to the Olympics, but it just wouldn't feel right without Bob Costas there. NBC's not allowed to to not have the Olympics. Well, they don't, don't have think, the Winter Olympics. We they only have it. summer, right? They have the yes. Winter Olympics because don't thought, didn't Matt Lauer and Al Roker go? Oh, and do that's all that right. Shit? Yeah, I think it. Yeah. I think it was. 
I think maybe it vacillates between CBS because sometimes CBS has the Winter Olympics. I think, mm. but I don't. Don't hold me to that. All right. Well, it's a good thing Costas is never going to die. I know. Yep. Let's inject him. <laughs> You're here with us forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, I'll remind you of the question of the week. What's your favorite Summer Olympic event? We want to hear that. And there is more Olympic... Sportsmanship. (laughs) Yes, the event of sportsmanship. We haven't talked about any of the equestrian events. Maybe those are your favorite. I want to hear why Uh, you love it all. Rich snobs. (laughs) Horses are pretty. And this is a theme that... That is going to continue. Even if we can't have the real Olympics, we can have the Tishi Olympics. So hmm. stay tuned for that. Let's uh, wrap it up with a little Tishi recommends. All right. Oh, a couple of months ago, I talked about how I read Normal People. I listened to it, so I guess it doesn't really count, but whatever. Um, I listened to Normal People, and everybody was saying, oh, this is like the book of the year. Sally Rooney, she's like this wonderkin. She's 28 years old, and she you know, has written several novels and everybody's going crazy. So I read it thinking, I think I'm not deep enough to understand. Like it was a good book, but it didn't like, to me, it didn't have other, it didn't go deeper than like a sort of melancholic Irish contemporary novel. Like there, it just was, it didn't seem like it touched me and maybe it's cause I'm not a millennial or whatever. Anyway, they made it into a Hulu show um, like a 12 episode, which I thought was crazy, but the episodes are 30 minutes. I still don't think there needs to be 12 episodes, but whatever. I, I'm not the only person to say this, but a lot of this stuff in the book is very internal in their heads and what's going on. Um, and the book is like sexy, but in very briefly sexy, the TV show is very sexy because it's hard to, uh, <laughs> you know, say what's going on, like in their heads. The TV show is very horny and there's like, Full frontal for both of them. Um, briefly, briefly for the guy, obviously. But of the girl course. definitely is, of course. Um, the only thing that's annoying is in the beginning, the girl is supposed to be like this outcast. And everybody's like, oh, she's so ugly. Um, and then she's like blossoms later on. This girl is never going to be ugly. Like it, there's, it, they don't even really try. It's not even, they don't even like put glasses on her. Like they're just like, oh, her hair is in a fridge braid. Like it makes her dorky looking. So that's kind of weird. Um, but the guy is, or I don't, I need to look up what his name is. The guy who plays Connell is very good looking. He looks like a Greek God. He has like a Greek God kind of nose. Um, he is hot. Anyway, it's very horny. I've enjoyed it. It's a little bit slow and it's definitely like not funny or anything. Like it is, it is like an Irish, you know, like looking at each other, you know, not saying what we want to say to each other, but then like getting down and dirty. Smoldering. Smoldering's not even the right word. It's like longful, um, you know. Okay. okay. <laughs> like longful. <laughs> Longing, Longing, I think is yes. what you're looking for. Yeah. I think I, I think I made up a new word. <laughs> um, uh, Lord Longful to see you. So. Um, anyway, it's I'm enjoying it. I'm not fully done with it, and I've obviously like know what's gonna happen but um but it's very horny so there's a little a little hillary's horny corner for you all right uh, normal people there you go. Uh, i'm gonna uh contribute the shameless amazon plug of the week this week Ooh. when i do recommendations i'm gonna say 90 percent of the time it's about candy and this week <laughs> is no different because i finally broke down i ate all the starburst jelly beans i bought like six bags before i went into quarantine and have finally finished them all. So on Amazon, I ordered five pounds of Zots. 
candies. Z O T Z. They are a hard candy on the outside, but inside there's like a fizzy sherbet yeah. sour mm. thing. And they're Familiar. good. I could have ordered yeah. a one pound, could have ordered a two pound, could have ordered a 100 count. No, no. I ordered five pounds. It's <laughs> is it enormous. Five L's. Is it a varietal bag? Oh, yes. I mean, Seven flavors. Okay. All the flavors. Excellent. 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 So the drawback to these, of course, is something that you've expressed frustration with before, Mike, is the individual wrapped candies. Yeah. So I'm going to be swimming in wrappers. Candy hole fast yep. enough. Yep. But I, I'm set for another, let's see, they said 85 pieces <laughs> uh, per pound approximately. So what's five times 85? I don't know, but it's a lot. It's 400 and well, some. Well, Zops takes some time. Yes. It's a, it's a slow burn, so I don't mind like doing the individually wrapped because those would all stick together in a big bag. It wouldn't it wouldn't work. But uh, Emily just she was really excited because yesterday uh, one of our shipments came in and Abby checked it in at the loading dock. Um, we got a bag of Smarties that we have to now get a spare bedroom built uh, <laughs> to, to store. So we, if when COVID's over, the contractors will be here, and then we can find a space. You know, in these challenging the times, it's the little things. <laughs> it's unprecedented, really. Unparalleled, un anything. All right, we got to get to some housekeeping. This is this is the stretch. Our muscles yep. are warm. Yep. Ah, oh, Iron Cross, here I come. <laughs> I'm fading. I was a rabbit. I got out there. Uh, if you would like to buy any of our merchandise, please visit thisshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button. T-shirts and mugs. Oh, my. Uh, rate and review the show on your listening platform of choice. What is that thing they all say? Uh, it helps to get us attention so yeah, that more people on. can find us. Whatever, all of that stuff. Uh, we mentioned last week, this is something that reader Renee uh, mentioned to me, was that she had uh, put an icon for our website, like right on the home screen of her phone. So when she thinks of something that she wants to buy on Amazon, she, instead of bypassing us, she goes to our website and clicks one of our Amazon links and then shops through there because we sure would love to have a few pennies from your Amazon purchase kicked our way. And it only happens if you go through one of our links. You don't have to buy the five pounds of Zots, although you can. <laughs> but if you just use the five pounds of Zots as your starting place and go from there, we'll get the credit. We are the portal. Mm -hmm. Use us as the portal. All those places that tell you, hey, have you used the portal? You know, we're the portal. This is your portal. <laughs> we are the portal. The medical, all that bullshit. Hey, have you gone through the portal? No, I'm talking to you. Please. You know? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Personal rant. Someone tried to put me through the portal last week. Yeah, yeah I'm sensing there's something behind that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Finally, yep. uh, you guys mentioned it on the show last week. Very kind of you. But I was a guest on Jeremy Holmes's podcast, The Beverage Minute where I talked about my unending love for Diet Coke. Surprise, surprise. I have not listened to it because weirdly, 
I'm nervous about really? it. Oh, it's great. Yes. Man, it's I really listen good. to our shows all the time. Obviously, I listen to my own dumb voice when I'm editing our shows, but <laughs> I'm nervous to listen Jeremy's to the Jeremy's terrible, but you come off fantastic. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. It was fun. I got to talk to Jeremy in his garage office. <laughs> I get to see him there often. I bet you do. Oh, uh, uh, get involved. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't listened. That was the best. <laughs> and I haven't listened to the beverage minute, but I'm really excited because I love hearing you talk about Diet Coke. Like before I was on the show, even I was like, yes, uh, girl, I know. I know. I know. It's so good. Okay. It's the um, burn. It's the back of your throat and it burns. Um, okay, <laughs> get involved. This show has everything.com as our website. Um, and you can still use throwyourphone.com. We welcome any and all of it. Um, join the Facebook group, Facebook group if you can. It's really fun. I'm, I love all the activity on it. I mean, you know, even with our dual um, question this past week, it's like we got so many good and thoughtful responses. I don't know. I, I love it. I get really excited. Um, the show Twitter is at Tishy Show. You can email us at Tishy at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo just like Listener Bet. It was wonderful. I was so excited to hear it. Um, you sound lovely and wonderful. Uh, Backswab at your butt at 617 354 8513. Thanks for joining us. And I think that was everything in sport and summer Olympic sport. We pretty much covered everything. And just remember, <laughs> I could definitely be a weightlifter. Just remember that.
And I do cry. I really do. I mean, again, this is like a, I'm, I'm a proud American, not really right now, but like generally I'm a patriotic person as far as like believing in our system of government. When they play the Star Spangled Banner, I cry like every single time. Like I Mm -hmm. would lose my shit. Mm -hmm. I would also make sure that I, I know the Star Spangled Banner, but I would make sure that I really did remember it because it's so embarrassing when you're like, they don't know the words. They don't know it. (laughs) So I either just It's a hard song. It is. And like either keep your mouth shut or like study. Right. Just study really hard. Mm -hmm. 